So today I spoke with uh, a lady called uh, Carola, which I've already pronounced wrong, and I understand that. Um, and it was a, an interesting podcast, and a podcast that was recorded uh, on my birthday, of all things, the day I turned 46. And we had a fascinating conversation, which even after we stopped recording, just carried on. And uh, I very much hope um, that we're going to be able to do another one, uh, which is something we're going to try and work out. And we got into a lot of things about healing, uh, what you should do, how you should do it, but and also about how therapists need to resonate with you. And um, and there were some really personal insights Um which I think would be very valuable to a lot of people. And I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I really hope you do. And I very much look forward to doing another one as quickly as I can. One. Good morning. Welcome to the David Watson podcast. How are you? Hi, good morning, David. It's lovely to see you. And, and just time reference for people that uh, do listen to this. It's seven o'clock in the morning here in the UK. And what time is it for you in Perth? It's 2 p.m. on so, a Sunday. Sunday. No, sorry, Saturday. Saturday. We're still on Saturday. <laughs> no, we're on Sunday. Sunday. It's just we have a long weekend. Okay, so yeah. We've got Monday off, so it all feels a little bit uh, all over the place also. But it's Sunday, 2 p.m. on Sunday. 2 p.m. Sunday. And... Just a little side section before we get into this, because just in the introduction that people won't see, um, you mentioned that um, you surf. Yes. You, you're currently yes. Uh, camping in a van, but you've been walking, swimming. What board do you ride? Because I, I longboard. Oh, oh yeah, we, we surf. I surf longboard um, like 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I learned when I, after 35, so so yeah, so the, I, I couldn't get into the shoreboards. It was too too fast, too difficult. So yeah, so, yeah it's taken me a year to even learn to surf properly along. Yeah, I, I wouldn't describe myself as very good. Um, I, I started surfing about seven or eight years ago and, and, mm -hmm. and pretty quickly went towards longboards because it was just like, okay, this is a kind of size that I can manage um and not have to try and keep up with anybody i can just do the smaller waves and just yes. enjoy and once i'm up i can just enjoy the view i don't need to do any tricks i can just just relax and enjoy yeah. that yes i i i find that uh, for me always been a uh, part of kind of my self-care or reconnection with myself is being to spend time in nature yeah so um, i always got involved in different sports that meant uh, or hobbies meant to be in nature and and truly immersed in there so um, yeah so i used to kite surf like crazy and then when my body started going uh maybe you're getting a little bit old for this <laughs> just because i was getting injured more and more often and and uh, and then my shoulders were aching and my knees were aching so then i had to change to something a bit more mellow and, yeah. and my next my next preferred sport was surfing and stand-up paddleboarding. So so then I started doing those. I've never done stand-up paddleboarding. I've always wanted to. I've, I've never had a, a been anywhere where there's been a chance to do it, you know. Yeah, well, we I usually surf the same kind of waves that I would surf with a longboard uh -huh. or, or even a smaller. Yeah. Um, because uh, with the standard paddleboard, you can just catch almost anything. 
Yeah, and it, it takes a lot less effort than than even paddling with a longboard. Yeah, I, I like the idea. Bearing in mind, I've never tried it. I like the idea of it doesn't have to be about the waves. I can I could just go off and stand on a board and just paddle off somewhere. Yes, exactly. No, it's it's, it's easier than surfing. That's for sure. I, I'm definitely yeah, going to have to give that a I, go. You just need a, a house that is big enough to have all these big toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Standard paddle boards and long surfboards. Yeah. <laughs> you need the space. That's the thing. Definitely, definitely. Um, so could you just tell people, um, so actually, first off, I would like to just say thank you to Mark, your husband, for doing the introduction, who was on a podcast a few weeks ago. Um, I, I hope he's okay. He's well. He's good. Yes, yes. He's just gone to a coffee shop and, and with his computer to do some writing. Like he loves doing um, creative writing and he, he's very talented. Yeah. And uh, and he's, he, yeah, so he's gone to a coffee shop to sit there with his laptop while I do this. And uh, and then uh, yeah, and then we might head to the beach after. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Um, so, could you just explain to people what you do and why you do it? Sure. Uh, well, so I'm I'm a counselor and a coach. Um, also, I am a yoga and meditation teacher and mindfulness, and I have um, blended all of those things together, and. And I run, so I have private clients, but I also run workshops and, and I give talks uh, to inspire people to, to learn more about themselves and to raise um, their, their consciousness, if you wish, um, and their emotional intelligence to avoid uh, difficult times in life or, or not to avoid them, but to, to learn to navigate them in a way that, that you know, that doesn't lead to breakdowns or, or issues that can come up if you don't know how to, if you don't understand your emotions and yourself. So, yes, yeah, so just seeing, you know, working with clients one-on-one, I start seeing a pattern as well that, that it, keeps, it repeats in, in a lot of people. So I so thought, why not teach these two groups to, to avoid um, the pattern to, to lead you to a breakdown? You could, it's interesting you said something um and it, it's always something i find all of us nearly avoid because we need to be careful of who our audience is but when we say like connecting to higher consciousness you can call it spirit you can call it the universe you can call it god how, however you want to describe it <clears throat> there is something about you have to try and connect to that part of you that you can't see but when you silence yourself slightly there, there is mm-hmm. um, a voice or a feeling or an image. Um, so what, what does that mean to you? Because I just refer to yeah. it as, like, it's just the universe. I, I don't know. It's something I'm connected to. Yes. Um, it's, it's, you know, I personally, I'm, I believe that it's important to connect to something bigger than yourself and knowing that you're part of that. Um, however, not everybody is open to that or believe in this kind of thing. And and, uh, and I have a lot of clients. Uh, I mean, I, I have some clients who have, for example, uh, they may come from an, a Catholic or Christian background and we refer to God and a lot of the yeah. work that we do together, we 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 mention that and we connect with it um, or, or, I, or we learn to connect with, with that force or that energy. 
Um, I also have clients who don't believe in that and believe in energy. So then we call it universe or energy. And, and then I have clients, for example, that are from an Aboriginal background here in Australia. And, uh, and then with them, we connect to spirits and the spirit of the land and nature. Uh, but then also when I have clients who don't believe in any of this, um, uh, we work on getting them to connect with themselves and to develop that, that hearing of the quiet inner voice that we have inside uh, for, for guidance, inner guidance, and understand where that voice comes from. Um, and, and it could be from subconscious, you know, uh, memories and, and past beliefs, you know, that, sh that shaped us, or it could be something else. And, and when, they, when we learn to listen to that intuition, we actually make, we tend to make wiser choices. Um, we can call the intuition listening to yourself, to your inner guidance, to God, to spirit. Uh, we can call it any of those things. It depends who is the person that I'm working with. Um, we need to, I always think uh, we need to connect as a facilitator or, or, or therapist. We need to learn to communicate in the language of, of our clients or, or those who believe that we can help them uh, or assist them. And um, yeah, and, and, and that's one way that I do it. But personally, I have a, a practice and I don't, I don't give it a particular name to God or spirit or universe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and I use a lot of meditation and even being in nature and just feeling, uh, just, just being in awe for life um, and gratitude for life itself. Even sometimes I may be watching a bee going on into a flower yeah. and seeing, seeing the movement of the bee and, and just seeing, wow, how incredible is this creature? How incredible is this flower that is there to, to, to connect with this creature and, and that how, how that creature has a part in the whole of, of nature to keep us alive as well. And, uh, and then you start seeing all the connections between the whole of life and, and really admiring that intelligence that, that created all these connections, all this ecosystem to work together. And, uh, and that is spirit, that is life, that is God, that is even part of us, because without that, we can live. If the yeah. bees were gone, if the flowers were gone, uh, also, they wouldn't be um, vegetables in the, yeah, you know, in, the, in uh, on Earth, and then we would die ourselves, you know. So, so the, that's when we start understanding all the beautiful connection um, amongst everything that is alive. That's that spirit or God or universe or yeah, the force of life itself. That's that's what is bigger than us. It's interesting because you, you said something um, and you refer to it as um, is this like intelligent ecosystem, and but we seem to be the only ones that don't real, that don't seem to be aware that we're part of it. Well, I, I think I think part of us, uh, some of us are not, some of mm. us are. Yeah. Um, there is always a, a, 
yeah, there is always a combination of, of people who, who believe in it and who don't believe in it or are not aware. And, and that's okay too. That is part of that higher awareness and that higher force is knowing that we are also in perfection in this ecosystem uh, with those who don't believe and are not connected to it and the ones that are. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, when we call it the yin and yang. Yeah. Uh, that is a, that is a perfection in opposites. So, um, so yeah. So that's when if we if we start understanding that there is a, a bigger plan that we may not understand, uh, there needs to be people who don't believe. So the ones that believe stand up and get empowered to to follow uh, their hearts and and to defend or stand up for what they believing without the ones that do the opposite they will never exist the good guys yeah. <laughs> the yeah. ones that, that believe in that so we we do need everybody we need everybody with every perspective and that's the perfection of the world and the universe and and more yes it's it's mm. it's, it's um it's that it's simple as it sounds it's balance and and you can't have exactly. it without the extreme opposites you can't have somewhere exactly. in, in, in the center. Um, so how do you help people connect, especially people who um, are resistant? How do you help mm -hmm. them connect? Well, the ones that are resistant, they wouldn't come to see me. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <clears throat> but do you find yeah, some that uh, do come? Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I do apologize. Yes, um, do you find some that they come? They come to see you because they know that they, they need something or they're, they're searching for something. But there's a resist a resistance to being open about all possibilities, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, they, but they already have some kind of inner guidance to go and search for them, for, for someone that will have the torch to put that light onto the past. Because they, they can see, they, they sense and they know there is a past, uh, but they can't see it. So they're just looking for someone that has uh, the torch to illuminate <laughs> the past so they can keep walking yeah. and keep moving. And, and that's when people sometimes, they, when they feel stuck, they don't come to see me unless they feel stuck. And, uh, and, and when they feel that there is, there is another way to do things, there is another way to see things, but they just can't, they can't do it. They, they've been doing well, the same thing for ages and they feel stuck and they seem to not see any results from their lives. So then, then they go and start looking for somebody, somebody to help them to get unstuck. And being unstuck means growing. It means to keep walking forward. But sometimes if we don't see the light, we don't keep moving. And we don't know how. We don't know how to walk forward. So, so that's when you look for someone to help you to il have that illumination of the past. Um, and then they already, when they come to see me, they already made, maybe they're contemplating or they made a decision in their head that they want to see something different. And, and without that, without that opening, um, I couldn't get to anybody. Uh, and that is why sometimes when I give talks, um, I share I share a lot of personal stories uh, when I give a talk because when I share a personal story and I explain what I learned from that story and what solutions I found, 
people get inspired to go, oh, wow, that's actually happening to me, or that happened to me before, or that keeps happening to me. Oh, maybe there is another way. And, and that's when kind of you plant the seed. I feel like I plant the seed and it may grow tomorrow. It may grow in a month's time, in six months time, in two years time, but the seed is there. So that's what you do when you, when you give a talk. And also sometimes even through listening to a podcast or I, I listen to podcasts all the time myself and, yeah, same as and, I, and I love it. Yeah. Because it opens my mind. As yeah. soon as I hear someone's story and they go, oh, I tried this thing and that helped me with that. I was like, oh, wow, I got the same problem. I want to go, I'm going to go and try it or I'm going to check it out. And, and, uh, and it might not work for me, but at least I opened my mind to something new and different and I go and try it. And, and many times it works and other times it doesn't. And that's okay too, because then I know what is not for me. Yeah. Mm, mm. No, that makes perfect sense. And what what have you found that's not for you that you've tried uh i would say um what in the world i never got asked what that's work. usually i get asked what worked uh I'll, 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 I'll tell you why i i i, I like um that question comes up because some of the most valuable lessons and introspections I've had in my life were from what didn't work. And mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. always found that's where most of my growth come from. And most of my biggest fears were just getting it wrong, failing. And well, I'll try that and I don't like it. Well, that's been a waste of my time. And mm -hmm. actually, um, or relationships or anything like that, but it's the things that never worked that have led me on the best paths. Okay, yeah, I, I just thought of a few actually. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> That's a great question. Really, really good question. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so some things that haven't worked for me uh, is to go, for example, when I had some kind of trouble, tra something troubling my mind and I knew that I didn't have the tools to deal with it, I'd gone to a therapist. And, and then that therapist didn't build rapport with me. And, and then I felt that that therapist didn't, wasn't there holding a space for me and it, it wasn't making a connection. I felt like it was, there was a wall between me and the therapist. And, and then I lost faith in going to therapy. Okay. And it's funny because that comes yeah. from a counselor, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and then uh, I went to one therapist, it didn't work for me. And I thought, I'm not going to give up. Maybe it was a therapist. And then I went to another one and that didn't work for me. And then I went to a third one and this might maybe over a, a 12 months period. And, and then, I, and then back then I lost complete faith in therapy and I wasn't a counselor then. And so then I started looking for answers myself. And, and what happened is that then I had, a, this is maybe 10 years down the line after that experience, um, if I had any trouble, I went looking for my own answers. I went to read books, I listened to, to a, a talk or, or something like that. And then, uh, and then I found somebody actually 
recommended a therapist for another thing that came up because life always come up with difficult uh, situations that we don't know how to deal with. And, um, and then I went to somebody that recommended this person and, and then it resonated with me. And then since the first session, uh, it was amazing, full of insight. I felt that this person cared about me and, uh, and, and yeah, and, and then we developed a, a really amazing relationship with this therapist, not, not a personal relationship. It was always a professional relationship, but um, full of growth, uh, continuously moving forward to the point that I still talk to her if, if there is something not clear in my mind, if I feel like I got a blind spot, something keeps happening and, and, and I go, oh, I, if it keeps happening, I'm not seeing something. So I go to the therapist to help me work it out in my mind so I can find, oh, okay, what's that? You know, and, and it's incredible. So, so then that gave me the insight when people come to see me, I always said, because I don't know, there are many marketing uh, techniques and things yeah. that they said, oh, sign people up for 10 sessions at once. So then you have, you know, you for sure you have this, this person coming back. And then I, I, I have a different approach because I was like, I might not be the person for you, uh, it, but there will be somebody that can help you, but it might not be me. So come, you just pay and come and book with me when you feel that it's right for you. You come and meet me, even have a call, a free call with me for 15 minutes. If it resonates and you feel comfortable with me, come back. If, if you know you had enough, don't. Because I also know that sometimes you just maybe have one little thing that you need to talk about and you don't have anybody to talk about. And that might be as much as you need from me. And other people keep coming back with different things. So, yeah, so respecting that from, from anybody that when they need help, there is no one size fits all. And I might not be the right size for that person. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I think definitely I learned from that, from that lesson. And, and in the same way, I'll give you another example. I, I tried many years ago, uh, this is maybe 15 years ago. Um, I, I had an eating disorder for like 15 years. Oh, wow. and, uh, and, I, and I thought uh, something that we do as our brain does uh, is to think, okay, if you've done it for really long, if you've done something for a really long time, uh, you feel that that's part of you, that's you, right? And, and you don't realize that it's a habit or it's a defense mechanism or it's something that you need for some reason. That's why you do it. That's why we there are alcoholics and drug addicts, eating disorders, any addictions and so on and phobias. Is we do it for some reason. There is something that we feel that we need to do it. If we go to the root of that, that fades away and leaves us for us to be free from that. You know, and then we might acquire a different type of addiction yeah. or something else or, or habit. But, but anyway, so I, I remember that was the time when I went to a therapist, it didn't work, and another therapist, it didn't work, and the third therapist, and it didn't do anything for me. And then I thought, okay, I tried hypnotherapy. And I went to a hypnotherapist, and again, I went like, no, this is, it's not working for me either. And um, I, did, I tried two different ones, and it didn't work. And then about 10 years later, uh, there was something else that like a belief or a fear that I had that I felt like 
that it feels like doesn't matter what I do, I still got fear of of talking to authority. And uh, so I went to a hypnotherapist, and it, it helped me so much. It was suddenly this confidence opened up, but it was a different therapist, um, and 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 this person had a good fit with me. So that's that's why it's a really it's a really it's find the right fit for you kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, de definitely. It, it's um, it, it's interesting because you said something um that I do as well, and something that my therapist does, um, which is what I learned from uh, Caroline, is yeah, I, I never do sessions where block sessions. No, no, you, you come and see me as and when you want, and as and as if that's weekly, that's monthly, six monthly. Um, and I learned that from my own therapist who was just like, no, 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 we're not doing these um, discount offers of six sessions, 10 sessions, or do you know what I mean? And, and that, that was a big learning curve for me. Um, Cause it was just, yes, like, yes. Uh, um, just, yeah, just, just that it's, I said, no, 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 it, this, um, this relationship on, a, on an emotional level can become very um, intimate and absolutely and you can't put um a timetable on on where that where that opens up where it closes down how it grows uh and it has to be very much um a, a feeling i think you you hit the nail on the head you 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 get a resonance with somebody and once you resonate with them it can it can almost become um i don't know a lifelong commitment's the right way to 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 articulate mm. but it, it becomes Actually, I'm probably always going to be seeing Caroline for some reason, you know, mm. even, even if it's Until just... she retires. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't let her retire. Uh... <laughs> That's what I said to my therapist, is because she's like maybe 60, and he's like, please don't retire. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Otherwise, I have to tell my story to someone all over again. Yeah, <laughs> but that's actually, I mean, that that's an incredible, um, that's a really good point because, yeah, there's nothing that uh, Caroline doesn't know about me. Do you know oh, what I mean? Sorry. No, no, that's, yes. that's okay. Yeah. Um, if this was a different time of the day, my niece would walk in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, there's, because they know your story. You, you, you mm -hmm. resonate with somebody and you make that connection with them. And Absolutely. they they just they know everything. And something um that you said that um I, I very much connected with was when there's and I want to go back to it as well because you said it at the very beginning about repeating patterns of behavior. And that's one of the that's uh the therapies helped me with the most is these repetitive patterns of behavior and where do they come from? Um mm. but I will recognize them. But Caroline will see them, and, yes. and she's like, "You do realize that you're doing this." And then I'm like, "Oh, oh right. Oh, I suppose mm. we better we better have a talk about this then and find out why I'm doing that <laughs> again." <laughs> yes, it's it's incredible because, um, especially when you trained, yeah, and and then when you actually have well, something when you train, and and then also when you have overcome things yourself um you become really good at seeing it it's like suddenly there is this light over over these kind of behaviors and then you start seeing it on, on other people and 
and it's very clear is that oh my god you're doing this the whole time how can you see it but you can see it and the same happens to us we have a blind spot and uh, so even as a trained therapist sometimes we we can have the awareness to go oh my god i'm doing this but many times we don't see our own stuff we see it on other people but we don't see our own stuff and that's why it's so important to have somebody that that has the awareness it could be a friend it could be a friend but it, this other person has the awareness to see what is it that you're doing and 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 they can tell you in a way that doesn't feel like, like a judgment or pointing the finger and so on and and uh, and that's so powerful if we are if we are humble enough to accept that we are imperfect and we constantly do weird things and 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 we are we have habits that are unhelpful and so on is um is is so helpful because I always say that life is constantly giving us um, a warning signs of of what we doesn't serve us any longer. So life is giving us feedback, and that may come in in a package of your partner constantly going, "No, you always forget this, or you're not doing this, or you're not doing that," or you know. So so that's the thing. Like we sometimes we just don't realize that we're doing uh, something. And then, you know, it could be, let's say, if you're always late to your partner and maybe your friends are saying you're always late and then you keep thinking, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm usually on time. Is that, well, you're kidding yourself, right? But you're not yeah. seeing it. Yeah, you don't see that you do it, but life is giving you feedback. And, uh, and until, until you are, uh, you know, willing to say, oh, okay, maybe I am doing that. All right, I am doing that. Sometimes you need to, get a therapist to tell you this and the therapist is also trained to to see things so they will see even further and deeper um and and that's why that's why i said you know we all need a therapist you don't need to be constantly in therapy you don't need to be uh, seeing someone the whole time unless there is something that you're working on um but uh, but yeah but even those you know life stuff you know it accumulates so in life, you know, if we, I don't know, let's say you lose your job for some, you know, and, and then suddenly other things come up. It's not just about the job and the financial pressure, maybe beliefs about money, maybe beliefs about the job. Um, maybe then that stress is, is showing in your whole um, interaction with your family. And then it's affecting, and then your family goes and heal and the job and the finances, you know, so. So sometimes we just need to talk about it with somebody to give us a better perspective and to go, okay, are you dramatizing too much? Or maybe, maybe you're not, maybe it's true that this is really stressful. Okay, what strategies can we use to navigate this challenge? Because life constantly has challenges. So um, it's when we think we know it all and we could, can do it all alone, is when we start accumulating unhelpful behaviors that may lead to, to you know, to, mostly relational issues uh health issues and and yeah and then another another parts of life that may get stuck because we we're repeating a behavior and, and we're not reflecting and and that's the thing like a lot of people don't know how to reflect we don't know how to take time off and out to go okay how was my day today what happened um 
what what was helpful and what wasn't helpful and is there anything that I can change and yeah and and that sometimes we need somebody to shine that light and that's you know I even know most therapists don't have a therapist and it's like wow you know you're actually taking you, you you're telling other people to come and see you and you're not going to see someone because you're human you don't know everything you just need to also find the right therapist because not any therapist will work for you too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a bizarre thing, but most psychologists that I know don't have a therapist and they struggle. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> no, they do. They, they do. It, it's, um, and it's only a personal opinion. So I don't, I don't want to call anyone out or, or sound rude to anyone. <laughs> But I find it strange, like it's picking up from what you were saying, that if if you don't have a therapist but you work in therapy, that there's something not right. There's something that you're not okay. you're not giving value to from within, you know, because you you're taking a lot of pressure off a lot of people, a lot of people offload to you, and if if you're not um, if you don't have something within that kind of, you know going back to something you said earlier that ecosystem of your environment it's just like well h how are you able to do that with your own clients with with the people that come to you if mm. you're you're not then kind of reflecting that back by doing it yourself mm. <laughs> and and i have to say david that I, that this is also something that that I, I mean i have experienced myself is that the more that i have therapy and also, obviously, I, I read books and I learn techniques and things like that. But the more that I apply things to myself and my life, I become a better therapist. Yeah, no, I agree. So the, the, yeah, the, the more that I solve within, that we all have tons of things to solve. Yeah. Like for our whole entire life, because we're constantly changing and growing and evolving. Our life stage changes and we don't know how to navigate it and uh, and and we the more i learn about myself the more i can help my clients uh because they a lot of the time they're going through very similar things and what is it that um what do you whether it be in in the past or the present moment what do you find has been most helpful for um for the healing process uh the first step is to know yourself to to actually get take time to know yourself and what is good for you what you're like uh what things are not maybe helpful and 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 then you can go into a journey of learning how to uh, improve those things that you didn't learn and that's the first step is like self-knowledge is the most important thing in the whole world. And, and that comes even from ancient philosophies. Uh, I mean, I studied um, Buddhism, I studied uh, Hinduism, um, and also even, even um, from, from the psychology perspective, you know, self-knowledge is the most important thing ever because we, we are our best teachers but but then we forget that so then the next best teacher uh would be usually your family members uh parents 
uh, but not because they're telling you how to wash your hands, how to cook or clean your bedroom, which is also important. Uh, but also they might tell you, you know, how to be strong by, you know, a lot of clients come to me because, for example, maybe they're over, overly independent. And, uh, and that it could come from a childhood that the parents uh, were neglectful. So, by the, but, but if the parents were not neglectful, they wouldn't become as independent as they are, which made them, you know, move mountains. Maybe they, that helped them to move country, to start a business, to, to be, maybe be the most driven people in the world. And so there is a gift there. And, and then we need to learn to forgive you know, the pain that maybe we went through childhood because our parents were neglectful. And uh, uh, so, and then you go, wow, my parents actually taught me independence. They helped me to leave the country. They helped me to, to go and get myself a career or a job or whatever, whatever it is. But, you know, in every, in every client would be different, but there is always uh, many gifts in every person that we encounter. Um, but uh, the biggest gifts are those that come from the closest ones, which are the parents, uh, your partner, uh, your children. Yeah, yes. But we need to learn to see those gifts. We, we actually, it, sometimes it's hard. But when we see the gifts uh, in every situation, we become bigger, more powerful, more empowered, uh, more um aware of ourselves and what shaped us and what part of that shaping doesn't help us any longer. So how we can let that go. And that's when you start then learning other skills. Then you go, wow, okay, if I didn't learn to communicate because my parents didn't really talk much, you know, maybe my dad was authoritarian, maybe my mom was submissive or whatever the, the, the scenario was, I was like, okay, maybe I didn't learn communication skills so then, then you go, okay, oh, okay, so the current person that I am doesn't have communication skills, so they're not going to go and learn to communicate, you know. So, so that's, that's come, coming from an empowered space that yeah. I can do it. I can, I can change what doesn't serve me, and, and how can I change that? And that's, that's what drove me to, to teach everything that I've been learning and go, okay, you know, before we get to the crisis of, very painful, you know, relationship breakups, um, not talking to your own children, not talking to your parents any longer. You know, before we get to that, can we learn these skills? But then, then how do we learn about ourselves? What is it that is giving me so much pain that is stopping me from not talking to the people that I love the most? So, so that's when this, the self-inquiry, self-knowledge comes. And, and it's not easy. It's a, it's a difficult, lengthy job, yeah. <laughs> work. Um, but at the same time, it gets easier with time. And the more humble that we are and more open, the easier it gets. And then the results are just incredible. No, the, the, I mean, the, the results... Um... Yeah, when, when people go in that direction, you can see them the evolution of of how they change and and how they they, they start to recognize themselves for who they really are, and mm -hmm. 
Um, but I, I like something that you said um, at the very beginning. You, you mentioned something about if you have neglectful parents, because I'd, I'd never thought about it the, the, the way that you articulated it. But if you have um, neglectful parents, that they've actually taught you independence. And it's just like, hey, yeah, that, that's a really, it's a really good way to reflect it. That is, it might not serve you for the rest of your life, but actually that that beginning part of your life when you become a, a young adult and. You, and, and you strive out you've been taught independence um whereas you know if you your parents have overprotected you you we know we often see that and deal with well you need to be more independent but mm. you know and it, it is the the difficulty in trying to reflect on those painful lessons and, and what have you learned from them you know yes it's it's th those lessons come uh they, they are painful because we wish our life was like what the media sold us yeah we wish our life was like in disneyland and and life is not like disneyland and when we get attached to that disney story um we we can't forgive when life is not perfect and life wasn't meant to be perfect because otherwise we wouldn't grow. We would be quite dull. We become really rich when we go through every experience, challenges. We all going, some of the talks that I give um, are a lot around, it's okay that life has challenges. It's meant to. Yeah. And you are meant to grow with it. You, that's why they're there. You are meant to, you are meant to keep growing. And, and when it's really, really painful, it's because we still have the memory from the five-year-old child that, that, that dad or mom wasn't there when, when they were hungry or when the, the dog died or, you know, we still have that memory inside from the five-year-old, the 40-year-old. We, we carry all those ages within. We, I carry in me, I mean, I'm 44 now, I carry within, you know, the, the, the three-year-old, the 40-year-old, the 11-year-old, the 15-year-old, and, and there are memories all along my lifespan until now that shaped me. Some of them were amazing and beautiful, but the ones that are, you remember, you are like, oh, you know, are the painful ones, and the ones that we haven't digested are the ones that are like, they're like a little you know, thorn that we kind of protecting so so it, it doesn't hurt. So don't touch, don't touch there because it hurts, but you actually need to open, let it hurt so it can be pulled out and then heal. Mm. And that's when we need to, that's when, you know, some of the different therapies come, come in, in hand is to go back to heal, to heal that inner child and go, okay, it's okay. We we're not five anymore, but but it was okay. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to to have the negative thought. It's okay to 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 mourn that moment. And then okay, how can we heal that child from the emotionally uh, solid adult that I am now? You know, how can I give myself that now? And and that is when the growth starts. Do you um... self compassion? Mm -hmm. Yes, self-compassion is a big is a big one. Um, 
how do you find um or how, how do you help people navigate the the adult who who um has to realize that may maybe this repetitive pattern is because of something that happened when they were younger and mm. the that you're lit- literally it is almost like the, the 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 universe or whatever saying look this is this is still hurting you you haven't you haven't learned mm-hmm. to navigate around this um, so I'm just going to keep bringing it back into your life, back into your life, or maybe you're bringing it back into your life because you're you're not listening. You're not. How do you help them, kind of make that connection to the the initial experience when they first felt the pain, and like, look, this is what you're still drawing in all the time. Uh, well, um, usually what what happens. Uh, so let's say I give you an example because usually with examples is is the best way to get people to imagine what is it like. So, so let's say, um, Mark, my husband comes home one day and, um, and I have said many times that I want him to cut the lawn, yeah, to mow the lawn. <laughs> many, and, many, uh, many times. <laughs> yeah. So I, I might have said it maybe four times. Or In my head, I told him a hundred times, but maybe it was four times. <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, and so, so then I, I, and I keep getting more annoyed every time I look out and, and the grass gets longer. And I said, well, that's the only thing that he needs to do around the house. So I'm telling myself a story. Uh, so then, um, then I, I, I check in with myself. Okay. So what is, what is it really important? What, why does it bother me? And the first thing is the, the surface stuff. Oh, because I like the house to look nice and and the lawn is really high i don't like it it doesn't look nice okay what what else so i keep asking myself what what is what else is it that that i'm feeling there and so well he's not listening to me okay i'm not being listened to okay is this mark's problem and i was like well no it's mine because it's my problem that i don't like the length of the of the grass Yeah? yeah i don't like the look of it so it's my problem Okay. And then, so I'm feeling like he doesn't listen to me. Okay. And then what else am I feeling? And so I keep asking, what else? What else do I feel? Where, where does that come from? I said, well, I feel that I'm not important because I talk and he doesn't do it, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not important. And then I was like, when was the first time that I said that I'm not important? Yeah. And then, and then just trust the first memory that comes to you. And, and, uh, and for example, in one of the examples, I could come many examples from my childhood, but one that keep coming up is when I, I my mom was very quiet and, and, uh, and I remember I was about 15 and I asked her, you know, why you never ask me how I am? And then she said, well, because I don't like talking. That was her answer. Yeah. And I just felt, I just felt like, why can't you just ask me why, why you never think of me? And that was so painful. Mm. And, it, and then, and then I had to go back and I go, okay, but Mark is not my mom. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and is that true now? Is it true what I'm thinking? Is it true that Mark doesn't think I'm important? And I was like, well, 
no, I know that Mark loves me so much and he does so many other things for me, like so many. And otherwise, he, this week he did this and that and, and he went and got stuff for my business. He took time, you know, from his work to, you know, to go across town uh, to get something for me. And, you know, so I am important to him. But he has done the lawn, hasn't he? Yeah, and then I was like, okay, maybe maybe he just haven't had the time because he's been focusing on other things that are more important for me than the yeah. lawn. And he's exhausted. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's so lovely. You know, and that brought even gratitude yeah. about what he's done. And, and I stopped feeding the story in my head that why is he not doing it? Why is he not doing what I want him to do? And why is he not listening? And and so it was the little me, the younger me, that needed time. And I was like, okay, am I listening to me? Okay, yeah. And we can go even further. Am I listening to me? And I was like, well, what do I feel? I'm really tired. So, okay, so then I need rest. Okay, I'm going to do something that will help me rest. And then he's like, okay, I, I am listening to me. And I know Mark is actually listening to me. But he's just prioritizing. And also, is the loan that important? No, what is important? That, you know, that I've had this beautiful relationship with my husband. And, and then also that I can take care of myself too and my need to be heard. So I need to listen to myself. Because For my real need. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because, um, like you say, in, in relationships, like you're saying that Mark does um, has gone off and he went across town, stopped what he was doing for his own work, went across town and got something for you because that's what he prioritises was important. You know, it's, yes. like, it's important to him that he does this for you because you're important to him. But yeah. but the, the lawn wasn't a priority for him. It's, it's not that he didn't think it was important. It's just it, this was a bigger priority for him to do for you which was go across yeah. work get something else for you go across town mm. you know and like you say but just 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 for clarification he has done the lawn hasn't he yes he did without me saying another <laughs> word that took another another week and a half but we weren't um, counting the days then... sorry but you weren't counting the days <laughs> no but no true but uh, true uh, but the thing is, I, I let it go. So when I looked at it, and then, and then I went like, oh, the loan is still not caro. I was like, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. And that, that is it. And that... then I thought, I thought if it really, really matters to me, I'm going to go and cut it. Yeah. And then I, there, there is another way also, because I, I also counsel people about their relationships. And and that's when I also go, okay, if I cut it, would it be better for me? Do, do I really want to cut? Can I cut it? Do I have the time to cut it? And and then I can do it myself. And in the other hand, if it was something even more important that perhaps your partner is not doing, it's also learning to have that, that conversation and say, listen, this is really, really important to me. Um, can you tell me what's going on for you? And and how can we work it out so so we have a plan that we don't have to discuss this any longer, or, or maybe we we keep, you know, we, we have maybe a routine that once every six weeks. So then you have a strategies around things that are important to you, 
and a way of communicating to your partner or anybody, your friend, your mom, anyone, uh, to say, okay, this is important to me. Uh, how can we work it out? You know, can, can, can we work something out? So that's, that's another thing. But, but in the self-reflective manner, in the self-growth manner, also it's very important to know where that came from. Yeah. And, and I had that conversation with Mark. I actually told him this whole story that I was telling myself in my head. And I said, and I know you're doing all this stuff for me. Thank you so much. I, you know, I'm, thank you. And I'm sorry that I nagged you a few times about the loan. I said, you know what, uh, whenever you want cut it, and if I really want to cut it, I will cut it myself. But, uh, but uh, I said, thank you for everything else that you do for me. And, and even that acknowledgement to anyone uh, inspires the person to actually go and do and do whatever will make you happier because they know you acknowledge all their efforts and and that it goes so far it's just it's beautiful it's all about love david like actually taking it down to the bottom line of of the human experience yeah. it's all about love and that was love it wasn't Look. me mandating the lawn to to be cut it was the love that he's given me in a different way and recognizing it, acknowledging it and, and being grateful about it. It just grows the relationship to another level. And I think that's really, um, that's, that's so, so important, especially for anybody that might be listening to this is before you start picking somebody apart because they're not doing, you know, cause you think they they're not validating you that you're not important to them, what they're not doing for you. Have a go at picking apart what they do do for you. And are they actually making you, even if you don't necessarily feel it because you've never done the, the, the exercise of what does this person do for me? Because you might discover, like you, like you said, that actually you're the most important person in their life and they prioritise a lot of things for you. But it's, it's what mm. they think is valuable and they can only go mm. from their place of their own value system. You know, mm, absolutely. Which will often That's reflect what's va valuable in their life. And, and they will then, okay, well, this is valuable to me, so it must be valuable to you, so I'll take that on for you and prioritise all of those things for you. And they, they honestly believe that, that they're coming from a great place, really from the heart, they love you dearly. But yes. they're doing it because it's, it's, it's in, it's reflects their value system. You know? yes. So they then don't understand why they're getting told off for something they didn't do, because they're like, but I, I, I did all these things. And, yes. you know, like you said, if, if the lawn just isn't valuable to Mark, it will always be um, difficult for him to make that priority because he, he literally mm. just won't be on his radar. But when it's work-related, mm. because Mark is self-employed as well and runs his own business, when you want something for work, that's a big priority for him to help you do it because that reflects his value system. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. That's so important and, and for any relationships and including our parents and siblings and but relationships like partnerships, that's uh, paramount to understand and, and to be able to communicate what is important to you and, and why so the other person can understand it. And then, and then you can even tell them so this other thing that you're doing is really not important to me. Uh, would you, you know, can, can we come to some kind of agreement, you know, and this is, this is, in, you know, this is the issues that come up in relationships. It's all about 
the house chores, for example, the home chores, um, money, uh, how we spend time, quality time, all those things are actually big relationship issues. You know, that you can do a whole podcast on house chores yeah. <laughs> and, and, and how to negotiate, manage that. Um, because, yeah, it, it goes down to values, standards, uh, way of, ways of being brought up, what is important to everybody in the household, um, and how we communicate that. Because no one likes being told what to do. No one. Children don't like it. Adults like it even less. So, yeah. yeah. So I always said it's important to, you know, to, to be kind, to be, to appreciate. Um, and actually, this is something that I always give my clients because uh, women, you know, we, we have very different priorities or different ways of looking at things a lot of the time, just different. We are wired a bit different to men, which, which again is to uh, overall perfection that, that is, you know, because we actually complement each other incredibly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but then we need to learn to navigate that, that how do we navigate it? And then also, you know, women, um, you know, especially if you've got children in the household, uh, sometimes you end up extending that nurturing, mothering style from the children to your partner. And then you kind of mothering your partner. And, and that's, that's not helpful. Um, so then having that self-awareness, what am I doing? So anyway, in a nutshell, I always said to my my the ladies that come to see me that are moms um use a five one ratio so you need to praise your partner five times for every one criticism that you give them five good things and if you haven't come up with five good things you're not allowed to say one bad wow. so and then that changed people's lives around yeah yeah i can imagine because it's then they realize how much they just nagged or, or, or they just, because they extend that, do this to the kids, you know, you're teaching a child what to do, you know, in every level of their lives. And, um, and then you kind of try to tell your partner also how to do things and, and they go their own way. And, and you have to appreciate that and appreciate who they are, what they're trying to do, you know, and, and, and so on so yeah this it goes a long way being able to to praise people and, and to be honest uh sometimes uh, older generations uh, didn't didn't understand didn't know this yeah. so so we have learned a lot from from obviously our parents and grandparents you know so we haven't learned um a lot of rel new, the new relationship style you know, where, where you both work, you're both very busy, but well, most of the time, and, and it's hard, and we are away from family and friends, uh, so there is less support for family. So it's now more than ever, it's important to understand what life is about, who we are, how we fit in life, what we follow, you know, and what is it that we need to change so our life can be more fulfilling and, and more balanced. Okay. So what is, <clears throat> so I know you and Mark have some new projects coming up. What is the vision for the future? Uh, well, for me, well, we, with Mark, we, we want to, we haven't worked together yet. Um, 
he he's been helping me more with the practical parts of the business like marketing and 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 so on uh but i i have a vision i have a vision uh that he shares too that at some point we want we would like to uh immerse or, or you know kind of what who he is and who i am and then the masculine energy and, and way of thinking and the masculine approach with the feminine approach and and be able to to work with couples and families and also give more insights to to how we can navigate challenges um as, as a couple as well because we, we have we we noticed there is a huge rate of obviously you, you know too of um, divorce separation um and, uh, and and i'm sure if we all learn to navigate these things we learn more about ourselves we can actually uh, uh, help people to uh, well not help but serve you know from a service kind of uh, point of view to prevent uh, these big problems from from growing uh so yeah so we we ambition to you know to to have like education programs more than therapy uh for for as a preventative measure for for relationships and and also because if you think about it uh these these couples uh some of them already got kids um and some uh, maybe they don't have kids yet and uh, and this will be the future generation so the more that that we nurture our family units uh the the more progress that we will make for in the long term and and then again if i if i bring back that that terminology of conscious consciousness yeah. uh, I, I i just like to call it like conscious living which it doesn't take it to any esoteric uh meaning it's just being conscious about how we live our life to be being aware being aware of how we want to live our life and what do we need to do to to bring more balance more fulfillment um yeah so that's that's how we i see it i i, I envision more like a emotional intelligence school kind of thing oh, i like that. um yeah and, and and there are a few uh that i have seen popped up pop up around the world and and but i think we are still in early stages because i i have interviewed people uh, who have you know how has said that they, they, they are stressed they're in they, ha they have a lot of stress in their life they they having issues with their health due to stress um they have uh relationship issues but but they kind of waiting for things to change kind of like magic and it's all it's normal because everybody got this you know everybody got issues Every, everybody um are you know everybody's stress and and they make it normal yeah. and, and it's like well I know we many of us are feeling this way, but we don't have to stay there until everything breaks down. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the moment, what I see is, um, or what I have experienced is that there is no awareness of the ripple effect that it has to live on edge all the time, on a go, 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 um, and not really understand who you are, why you're here, um, and, and what is this, experience called life you know what it's like to be a human being and and just every day you know you just get in a rat race and, and you don't even know who are the people that you live with and 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 sometimes you don't even know who you are and and that's why 
at the moment it doesn't work as a uh, as a business because a lot of people don't see the value of of growth before yeah. every single fair check so where people come to see me is when they're already in crisis not pre-crisis no oh i i noticed that i'm doing something and it's not working i'm feeling disconnected from my partner or i'm feeling disconnected from my children or i'm stressed all the time there must be another way of living they they don't actually invest in that so that's why at the moment all my talks and workshops are actually uh, from uh, offered to corporate environments because uh, in corporate are the, because they've seen a lot of effects from stress uh they you know they they have now a well-being budget or, yes. and, and, and mental health i mean a lot of it comes from mental health uh so i'm a first mental health first aid trainer and and i i always try to bring some of of what i teach to my clients and wave it into this training so sometimes i think this is like like spirituality in disguise yeah. or, or this is personal growth in disguise uh, when I teach this kind of workshops because people do start thinking about home and and how things could be different uh, if they learn these skills on stress management what is stressing me what are my values am I living according to my values who am I mm. and and then they go right this is how I am, or these are the things that I do, and they're not helpful. How can I change them? Mm. Well, if you were going to, and it's not, it's not a simple question, but I'll throw it out to you anyway, and then ask you to make it a simple answer. <laughs> I'm good like that. Is um, excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Um, wh- where do you think this fear of change comes from? Oh. Um many places i have asked people about it and and um the fear of change sometimes come because depending on your background sometimes sometimes there is no fear of change sometimes is um an attachment to who you think you are and and that i can go back to that you know to to that experience that i had um with my own eating disorder that i thought part of who I was, it, it, it was that, you know, was that, mm. that person that felt this way about food and, and these are the things that I need to do to deal with my stress, no? So then that was, uh, yeah, like, like I, I thought that was part of me. So when I'm not aware that my problems are not part of me, how would I want to change? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a lack of awareness. That's the first thing. Uh, second, other people who've gone through a lot of trauma or, or situations, very difficult childhood situations, they're afraid. They're afraid of going back there and feeling anything that went wrong. And and, a, and they just try to shut it away in, in, a, in a little box, in a dark little box in their hearts. And they protect it that no one goes in there and and the thing is in that protection mode um there so much energy goes there and and when we protect in our heart like that then we also protect in our heart from fully feeling from feeling the absolute joy of life and and then people get 
used to living in a very busy kind of way. So they have to be busy all the time. So, so they don't feel much. And, and, uh, and then also they shut, they shut down. I, I got clients who came to see me because they feel numb and they don't know why they just don't feel anything. Yeah. And including, including the joy of, of having children. I, I, I had a, a male client that came to see me because he had two, two kids, one, three and another one, five year old. And, and he, he said, I just don't feel anything. I, he didn't feel he's he said i know i love them like there is a knowledge that i love them but i don't feel anything i don't feel joy i don't feel sadness but i don't feel joy and i don't i don't know why should i keep living although i know i need to keep living because i got these two kids that i need to raise and and, and that's so sad because emotions and relationships are the the flavor of life, the, the fire of life. And, and if we can allow them to come out and be expressed, uh, what's the point? Yeah, no, that's good. <clears throat> Len, because mm. I'm just getting conscious of time because I, I know you have to shoot off as yes. well. Um, Mark has it, must have written so many stories. Um, but just um, kind of like before we do finish, if 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 there was something you could you were going to say like a like a magic wand, you you've got a magic wand, and you just like anybody listening to this, you, what would you like them to start on, or what would you like them to put into practice that could help them reflect and evolve? I would say. Um to slow down, okay. um, to slow down, but have moments of stillness uh, and to see what's really going on inside of them. What is it that they're feeling? And, and if they can't work it out, because sometimes we learn to not feel and, and to, you know, to only feel the joy and anything that is not joyful or positive, we, we suppress. So when you don't feel joyful and, and, or you're bored or whatever, you know, like go, what, what is it really, what, what was that trying to tell me, you know, that, that moment of stillness and self-reflection, if you don't know, then try to find someone that can help you to see that and don't stop, don't, don't stop with the first therapist. You might be lucky that the first person that you see um, is, you know, is great. But then maybe if it's not, don't stop there. Sometimes also by, by recommendation also is good. You know, somebody else that you know, trust someone. Um, but but try, try different things. And if you, if you don't want to find someone to help you, so these are all the, all the different options. Uh, start reading books that, can, that, that resonate with you that are about uh, perhaps personal development, spirituality, or whatever. You know, if you feel that that you cannot communicate with your partner, go and find out what is a relationship, what, why relationships, how they can thrive, and and then you you start opening your mind to 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 new ideas because that's what we need. We need new ideas, and and when you start seeing new ideas, you start recognizing, no, actually, I do that. That is not helpful. 
you know oh i do that that is helpful so i will do more um so so you start being more aware of what you do and what you don't so that's something that raises self-awareness and for some could be meditation uh stillness some time for yourself um or start reading books or listening to podcasts or if you don't have time listen to audiobooks when you're driving or you know when you're cleaning the house it depends what you do with your life um is to, to start opening to to new ideas new concepts and start recognizing maybe what is it that you you're doing i i always said you know I, in my website i have a, a lot of free resources um i gotta i gotta add more but things like you know books i recommend some videos um because i always said you know i, I want people i don't want people to continuously come and see me i want them to i want them just to plant the seed and then go on that journey it's a it's an amazing journey and we all we are all meant to be healthy we are all meant to have a fulfilling life with challenges and all with with the biggest challenges and sometimes with the bigger the bigger the challenge when you find the solution when you find a you know what what was that was keeping you there um then you have a huge uh new tool that that really will help you to share with other people it could be your friends your family and uh, or, or you may become a therapist you may become whatever it is but you can even share in your facebook page or instagram yeah. and people get inspired and then they resonate and and it really you can touch people's hearts and really help others to overcome whatever it is that you're going through that is difficult. And, and that is so important. Like everything about our life is about us to learn it, to grow out of it and we will overcome it. We share it with other people. And that's maybe in the old days, that was grandma's job. But, but nowadays, um, you know, maybe we don't live in the same country than grandma. <laughs> maybe we don't, we're not having those conversations with grandma. Maybe we don't have a grandma anymore. Um, so there is not, the, there is not a wise person in the tribe anymore to go and, and see. Yeah. So, so that's why the new wise person in the, the, the new wisdom, it comes from podcasts, audiobooks, therapists, um, and sometimes your grandma, sometimes your parents, sometimes your partner, you know, but, but it, but what I've seen, a lot of people need need to know how to navigate now life with the busyness that we have now that we don't know how to deal with it. Actually, with a lot of changes been happening in humanity in general, a lot of changes in the world very fast, and our level of understanding and consciousness hasn't caught up yet. And that's when you see all the mental health issues are coming up and and a lot of breakdowns. And so we we need to learn all these new things to become more resilient and then make help our future generations to become more resilient so so we continuously evolving and what a perfect place to stop that's great thank yes. you very very much <laughs> that's brilliant thank you you're very welcome it's a pleasure and an honor to be in your podcast and thank you so much for reaching out and and helping me share a little bit of what i do you're very welcome Thank you.